Blackwell Roundtable. What is up, you guys? My name is Dana. This is the Black Girl Roundtable podcast. And if you noticed, I am alone today. Oh my gosh, no Asha, no Jelena. And I know you guys are probably freaking out like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But do not worry, they will be back for our next recording. Uh, We just have decided that, you know, for those of you who've been listening to us for a while, um, we just hit our 50th episode. And as we kind of transition into the next phase of the podcast and figure out what the next 50 looks like, consistency is super important to us. And we want to make sure that we're not, you know, skipping weeks, whatever we can, so we can make sure you guys get the content that you're looking for. So when life is happening, when we've got things to take care of, like Asha and Jelena do this week, um, one of us or two of us are going to come on and do something solo and then try to still get you guys a little bit of a shorter episode that hopefully you'll still enjoy, just a little bit of a different spin on it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any updates. And also please leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Uh, Give us five stars. It really helps us out if you're enjoying the show. If you like the content, please do so. We're always looking to improve and expand. And the more support we have on the show, the quicker and more effectively we're going to be able to do that. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into just some chit chat for today. So I don't know about you guys, but the world has just been really crazy to exist in lately. I just, it's it's really difficult to kind of perceive everything and kind of digest all the information we're constantly being fed and figure out what to do, how to help, where to plug in. I know for a lot of us, what's going on between the Israeli government and Palestine is very difficult to, to watch and understand right now. And I'm certainly no expert, but I will just say as an American citizen, for better or worse, um, it's really difficult to watch, you know, the government of the place that you live support and continue to support the, the harm and the genocide of innocent people across the globe. And as a Black American woman, I'm not necessarily surprised by that, but it doesn't make it any less difficult to deal with. You know, that identity group, my identity group more than some others really does just understand um, that people have a a right to live without fear of persecution um, or being persecuted for who they are. And so while it's really easy to be, you know, disillusioned and check yourself out of things, um, you know, I would just encourage people to try and plug in and try and support where we can and where you can. Um, I'm going to be linking some resources for people to check out um, in the show notes. So if you're just looking to get some more information and more understanding and better grasp what is happening, what has been happening to the people of Palestine, um, I'll link some resources that I found super helpful. Um, And I'm also going to be linking um, the MAP, which is a charity entitled Medical Aid for Palestinians. Um, That charity is exactly what it sounds like. They've been providing resources and medical aid to civilians who have been harmed in the conflict. So please check out that resource, do your own personal vetting, and I encourage you to donate. Um, I've donated some of my own money, and I really encourage you guys to do the same, big or small, I'm sure all donations are appreciated and really help people to get the resources that they need. 
So yeah, I thought it was really important for us to kind of start there and and ground the episode in that um, before we dig into what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. A lot of you are probably chronically online, like myself. Unfortunately, it's a symptom of being a child of the early 2000s. And there's a bazillion different sides of the internet, particularly TikTok. You know, there's book talk, cooking talk, fitness talk. Um, and I tend to be on all of them. But um, specifically, one space I've really been enjoying lately is uh, fitness TikTok, especially when it comes to um, plus size girls, bigger girls kind of going on not necessarily weight loss journeys, but fitness journeys or body recomposition journeys. And I think it's one of the the few good things about social media um, is being able to discover those spaces because watching other people kind of put words to that experience has really been life-changing for me. And it's really helped me kind of contextualize my own journey that I've been on, I'd say for the past three or four years with fitness, with my body, with weight loss at different frequencies and really just kind of what it means to exist in a plus size body without feeling shame and without always wanting, you know, slimness to be the goal. And so I thought since it's kind of just, you know, a quicker, shorter solo episode, I thought this would be a really great opportunity um, to talk to you guys about some of the things that I've done and kind of my relationship with fitness um, as a plus size person. And if you are somebody who's in a bigger body, somebody who is not, but wants to work out, this is also for you. If you're somebody who frequents the fitness space and, you know, regardless of what your body type is, I think that this is a really important context for people to have. I think fitness and gym and and health culture in those spaces should be as inclusive as possible. Um, And so hopefully my perspective and kind of my journey on this will help you all out. Um, But of course, we got to do the legal shit. So I'm not going to get sued. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a fitness instructor of any kind. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a dietitian. So anything that I'm sharing on here today is really just my personal and lived experience. It works for me, for my lifestyle, with my health and fitness experts. And before you dive into anything that you may think that you're doing, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to consult with your own physician's fitness instructors, all of those things before you kind of dive into anything. So with the with that kind of disclaimer out of the way, let's go ahead and dig into it. So if you are a consistent listener of Black Girl Roundtable, number one, thank you. But number two, you've probably already heard me say this, but for those of you who are new or maybe just anybody who wants a little bit more context, um, I have been on what I would probably call my personal fitness journey for about maybe four three and a half going on four years now. Um, I moved to the South in 2018 for graduate school and for a grad op- and for a grad school opportunity. I would say probably like a year into my graduate program, I was really going through it. And anybody who's been in grad school knows that grad school is nothing like undergrad. It is all of the work and all of the hard parts of undergrad with pretty much none of the fun and the perks and the benefits of, you know, the undergrad culture and environment. And especially if you transition to a new area, a new school, if you transition from an HBCU to a PWI like I did, 
um, that transition can really whoop your ass. And like just having a lack of support system, a lack of a community, a lack of a third space and outlet, it can be really difficult. And so when I started working out in 2019, I was really just looking for one day, one opportunity, one time to just cut off my brain for a couple hours. I just wanted to move my body. I had been sitting behind a desk all day at work and in class. I felt stiff. I was tired. I had taken a couple of group fitness classes at a YMCA or something like that before, but hadn't done it in a really long time. And it just seemed like a very easy, accessible, affordable way for me to just mix it up so I could, you know, go right back to work, go right back to class and hunker down. So when I found the place that is my now, you know, consistent gym, and they were offering this kind of like hip hop style Zumba class, I thought, okay, this is going to be a great way to mix it up. Um, And when I checked out their social media, there seemed to be like a pretty diverse group of people in regards to race, gender, ethnicity, and age, both teaching and taking the classes. So I go, I pay like, like 10, 15 bucks for the class. Um, And I go in and I have a great time and it was exactly what I needed. Um, I was dealing with so much mental stress and also just feeling like um, I had given up so much of my life and my sense of normal when I moved from uh, where I grew up that it was a relief to have something else to do and just do for myself. After I finished the class, they let me know that the gym was running a special. It was $100 for 30 days of unlimited classes. And it was just a great way for you to kind of get acquainted with all the different things that they offered there, kind of see what worked for you and see if you wanted to stick with the gym long term. And so I jumped on that chance. And for that month, honey, I took every single class I could. And I took them over and over again and just loved most if not everything that I took. And one of the main things that I fell in love with that um, you know, you guys hear me talk about all the time on the show is pole um, and pole dance and aerial fitness. And that's kind of like the main focus of the gym that I go to. Let me tell you right now, as a plus size girl, there's a lot of things that you just immediately think you can't do. And in the fitness space, like add that times 10. I really thought for so many reasons that I was going to take this pole class. It was going to be a one-time laugh and it was going to be done. And I thought that I was never going to be able to climb the pole. I've got no upper body strength. My body is too thick. I'm too heavy. Like having all this weight, all of this extra skin, all this whatever is going to be a bad thing. I thought that nobody in the classes were going to look like me. And I thought that the instructors were going to have no idea how to help me move my body and get into certain shapes and positions. And I also thought that if I wasn't able to execute it like what I saw on TV or like what I saw on social media, that it just wasn't going to be a good time. And I am so glad to say that I was wrong in every sense um, with that perception. I... And I'm struggling to find my words here. Y'all don't laugh at me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was just wrong. Like it was, you know, you, you have so many preconceived notions. And I think especially for the plus size girls out there, if you're in that mentality, like I do not fault you for that at all because everything in the world always points you to 
what you can. And when you're like a fat black femme, it's like times 10 times 20. And so I was there. I was like, oh my God, like I can't do this. There's no way I'm going to do that. And I'm just really grateful for this to have been my first intensive fitness experience as an adult and really kind of ever, if I'm being honest with myself, um, because, you know, the, the team there and the instructors there and kind of just the community that's fostered there was just so encouraging and so loving. My instructors in my first classes, um, one of whom I still take her classes now, she owns the, the space that I work out at. Um, and it was just so great. And immediately was like, okay, well, if this doesn't work, try this. And if this doesn't work, try this. And hey, like you may not get this on the first time. And these are the things that I struggle with. And these are the things that came easy to me. And it's going to be different for everybody. And everybody is different. And one of the things that she had said to me, I don't even know if she remembers that she said this. Um, and I don't even think she said it to me. I think she said it to somebody in the class as we were walking out. And she was like, well, you know, everybody's totally different. Like, you know, if we all did the same workouts and ate the exact same food, all of our bodies would still look different. So it's not really fair to yourself to kind of prejudge on what other people are doing because you got to do you. Um, and that's a lot easier said than done. And I'm not saying that I don't have my days that I don't compare myself to other people. But I think that's just something that she said that has really resonated with me. And whenever I'm kind of beating myself up about stuff um, or like, you know, something doesn't look the way I want it to do or somebody looks really cool doing this one thing and I can't do it or I don't like the way it looks on my body, but I love the way it looks on theirs. Um, that's kind of just something I have to say to myself and remind it to myself. And like, I'm sure, you know, from where they sit, there are things that I do and, and things that I put my own spin on that they wish that that they could do that I can do. And so it's just, you know, you got to have that balance. And yeah, that's where I'm at as far as kind of my dance and fitness journey. It's been a few years now. Um, I do still struggle with some of the more strength-based challenges, and that is where I'm trying to improve. Um, and so a lot of things that involve like holding your body weight, like inverting and shoulder mounts and things like that um, are areas that I'm still working on. It's something that I've learned just for people with a similar body type to me. It's something that um, we tend to take a little bit longer to learn how to do. And I think once I accepted the fact that that was going to be a longer part of my journey, I was able to kind of digest things a little bit better um, when it comes to flexibility, um, you know, flow, dance, um, style, picking up choreography. Those are things that I've excelled at. Um, I'm not sure if I said flexibility. I, I could do better. I should stretch more, um, full disclaimer. But, you know, um, I'm a lot more flexible than I think I gave myself credit for. And I'm certainly a lot stronger than I think I gave myself credit for. So that is my story. That's kind of my space and where I'm at with my personal fitness journey. And so what does all this mean for you guys? What do I have or what advice do I have to offer to other plus size folks who are looking to jump into their personal fitness journey? Maybe you're already on your personal fitness journey. Um, I think I have five pieces of advice for you guys. The first piece of advice I would give is to go ahead and acknowledge the fear and find ways to push past it. I think there is this underlying kind of concern 
of being the only person in a bigger body in a fitness space. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, it's going to happen. You can really try to find spaces that prioritize um, having diverse staff, having diverse um, instructors, having diverse clientele and, and, you know, gym goers, but you are going to have certain situations, certain days where you are the only bigger body in the class. And it's very difficult, I think, in your first couple of attempts to be able to perceive that and to be able to understand that. But once you kind of, I guess, push past that fear, um, you'll be fine. You'll, you know, exposure therapy in that way, I guess, works. Like you will be okay. It's also really important to note that if we all keep self-selecting out, and so if all of us in bigger bodies say, hey, I'm not going to go to this space and I'm not going to go to this class because I'm always the only plus size person in the class. We never create an opportunity in a space for there to be another plus size person in the class. One of the things that I really get enjoyment out of and that really just kind of makes my heart sing is when I'm in the gym and I'm in a class that I take, you know, pretty frequently or I'm in a space that, you know, I'm comfortable occupying and another person with a similar body type walks in, another plus size girl walks in, another, you know, bigger black femme walks in and they see me and you can kind of see them do like a mental sigh of relief of, okay, thank goodness I'm not the only person here. And it's also very rewarding to be that person who's been in the space consistently, who kind of knows what's going on, who's comfortable and to be able to offer advice from my perspective, encourage them to keep going. Um, and also being able to show them like, hey, like this didn't happen for me overnight, but I've been doing this for a while. And while it's not perfect, you know, I'm still able to, to be here and thrive. And I hope that you can keep coming back and thrive too. Um, and if it's just, you know, two or three people over how many classes I've taken, hundreds at this point, um, then I'm really happy that that um, that I've I've been able to do that for somebody and 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 give them that that stamp because there were truly people at my gym that I go to now who were that for me who I looked up to I looked up to them and really admired the fact that we had a similar body type and they're doing moves and accomplishing things that I want to do it it gave me a sense of reassurance that it was possible so don't be deterred. Unfortunately, you know, somebody always has to be first. And if in your gym space, as long as you don't feel threatened and you feel safe, you may have to be first. Um, and if you're, you know, up for that challenge, just know that it's okay. And the next time another plus size girl, plus size person walks in the door, um, you know, she'll feel comfortable and you guys will be able to craft a, a welcoming space together. The second piece of advice I would offer is to modify, modify, modify everything. Ask for modifications, make your own modifications. If something is painful, if something is not working for your body, if you need to adjust things, take a break, tweak it to get through the workout, do that. With fitness in general, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon unless you're actually sprinting, um, but your fitness journey should be a marathon. It's a very long process. It's an incremental um 
journey that you need to train for and you need to prepare for. So you may go into class and you see people doing, you know, planks for two minutes and they're lifting all these heavy weights. Or for me, you know, in the aerial space, they're lifting themselves off the ground and they're holding themselves up by their kneecaps. And like, you may not be able to do that. <laughs> and you're certainly not going to be able to do that right away if you have no um, prior experience. And so your instructors are there to do exactly that. They're there to instruct you. They're there to help you. And so make sure that you are asking them for ways to approach things, for ways to adjust. Um, they're always going to approach moves with the body that they have and offer the knowledge that they have. But in my experience, I've never encountered an instructor who was not happy to help me find adjustments for the way my hips particularly rotate or um, something that's really big in pole is like knee grip and like gritting, gripping the pole with the pits of your knees, like the back of your knees. And <clears throat> because my thighs are bigger, the way in which I have to angle my legs is different than somebody with a smaller frame. And anytime I've asked for assistance on how to approach that, I've always gotten modifications that have helped me at least start thinking through how it's going to work for myself. Um, and I think that's great. And sometimes you can learn to do those things for yourself. Sometimes you can see somebody do something and you say, hey, that's not going to work for me. And as you continue on your journey, you'll have more and more things in your arsenal that you'll be able to pull out that will help you get through the workout, get through the moves, particularly if you do any type of dance fitness. Um, it'll help you get through um, like a routine or something in a way that works for your body that still allows you to get a good workout, um, but makes you feel accomplished in what's going to work best for you. It's all very specific. It's all very personalized, as you guys can imagine. The third piece of advice I would give is to try lots of things. Try what's available to you. Try independent workouts. Try group fitness. Try aerial. Try dance. Try boxing, Pilates, yoga, whatever. Um, and really figure out what's going to be the most rewarding for what you're looking for. I think that fitness journeys and going on a fitness journey is super personal. Certain workouts that are super fun to me may be very difficult and not um, enjoyable for other people. The example I always give is that I hate CrossFit and I hate running. I think those are two of the worst workouts I have ever had the displeasure of doing. But we all know people who are like hardcore runners and run every day. And if you've never met somebody who's like in CrossFit community and like the CrossFit culture, they love that shit. CrossFit people fucking love CrossFit. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just not for me. Um, but I love that they love that. And I'm sure they love that I love the things that I love. The girls who go to cycling, the, the freaking Peloton girls. Maybe one day I'll be a Peloton girl, but like they love that shit. Um, and that's just because they found something that works for them. So try it, experiment. It's going to take a while to find the things that work for you. Even within like aerial fitness and dance, I'm still discovering what parts of it I like and what parts of it I don't like. And I certainly do gravitate towards certain things in my particular mode of fitness as opposed to others. Um, but it's all exploration. It took me a really long time to figure out the things within even, you know, pole dance that I liked and that I'm good at and the things that I don't and that I'm not good at. And that, you know, is very malleable. It's very flexible. It's just, it, it shifts um, just depending on what's going on. So 
don't be afraid to do some experimentation. It can really help you out in the long run. And I think it'll help you stay consistent and stay dedicated if you find something that you can really be passionate about. My fourth tip I think is a little bit different than what you hear a lot of people say about fitness, but I would really encourage people to find fitness friends out of their normal friend circle. Now, I, I wanna be very specific on how I explain this, but essentially like when I tried to start working out with friends that I had made um, just in life, um, sometimes it worked. I think one of my line sisters, Kayla, hey Kayla, um, she and I worked out together pretty well. And so like that was successful. But any other time I tried to establish a regular fitness cadence with um, like my other friends in life, it just never really worked out. And I think it's just because that relationship and that friendship dynamic for me was kind of like built on leisure. We didn't really have this culture set up amongst each other of like, oh my God, yeah, we're gonna do the thing, we're gonna work out, we're gonna keep going. And so for me, anytime I tried to set up like a fitness challenge or a fitness journey with those people, 99.9% um, .9 of the time it fell apart. Um, just because after a while, we got into that normal cadence of comfort that we have in that friendship space. And I think that's fine. Like you do actually need friends that you're not trying to always accomplish something with. Like you're not always trying to strive and achieve the goals. They may encourage you with what you're doing, but like the point of that friendship is to present like peace and ease and not for that type of motivation. I was able to make really good friends in my fitness community that I'm grateful for. Um, and especially I feel like in recent months, I've gotten a lot closer with a lot of people that I work out with. Um, but it's a different kind of cadence. Like we can socialize together, but it doesn't deter our bonds and our connection as a fitness community because that's where that relationship started. And so we're always encouraging each other in that space because that's what that space is for. And honestly, it almost encourages us to engage in that space more because we look forward to seeing each other in that environment. And that's where we go to connect. Um, so if you are somebody who's like always trying to get a friend to go with you, always trying to get, you know, a friend in your real life to do X, Y, Z with you, you can still do that bring them along, see if they like it. Maybe you guys can transition into the community together. But I think it's really important to have friends and to try to make friends or at least some sort of connection in those fitness spaces outside of your friends that are not from that space because it's gonna help you get that buy-in, that community that you're gonna get there is really gonna help you stay and what's gonna help you be consistent. And my last and final tip some of you are not going to like this one, is to not centralize your fitness journey around weight loss. I get it. I understand the social pressure that comes along with being in a plus size body. Believe me, I get it. I have been in a plus size body most of, if not my entire life. I've never been slim. I've never been thin. I get the social pressure that comes along with that. Truly, truly, I do. Um, but there comes a point where you have to recognize that this is the only life you have and this is the only body that you're gonna get. This is the only one that you have. And so you can 
frame your weight loss in a way of being mad at the body that you have and punishing it and manipulating it and twisting it in a way until it gets into this tight little box in this mold that you're looking for it to have. Or you can position it and frame it in a way that acknowledges the fact that, look, people have things to say about my body and it hurts. It's hard to exist in society and my body in a lot of spaces. But and however, this body has gotten me through so much. All of the hard things that I've been through in my life, this body carried me through it not even just like metaphorically, this body physically carried me through those things. It's experienced and felt all of those turmoils that I've dealt with. And now I want to frame my health and my fitness and my wellness journey in a way that honors it, that respects the work it's done for me thus far. And now I want to pour into it in a way that's going to allow me to maintain it to the best of my ability for as long as I can. And so, yeah, that is going to be it for this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. Again, Asha and Jelena will be back next time. The mini-sodes are going to look a little different, a little bit more kind of off the cuff, just chatting about things that we feel like we can talk about really quickly um, that are very personal to us and maybe are a little bit less structured. Again, please sub... Oh, my brain just stopped. You see how my brain stops working when the other hosts are not here. Please subscribe to the podcast um, if you enjoy it. Again, we're available on all major streaming platforms. So please subscribe to us on one of them or both of them. It really helps us out. Also, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you're listening, especially our Apple listeners. I know you guys are there. Please leave us five stars if you enjoy the show. It really helps us out. Be sure to check out thebougieblackgirls.com for more information on um, all of the soon-to-come projects from the Bougie Black Girls. There's some articles there. Um, there's a little bit of extra content there. And of course, the show notes for Black Girl Roundtable will be there if you're looking for some of those resources and or charity information that I mentioned earlier in this episode. And that is it. We will see you guys next time.